In this episode, we're going to look at how to configure secure passwords in SSH. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. The network administrator has asked us to prepare a router and a switch for deployment. Before we can do that, before we can connect those devices to the network, we have to put security measures on them and enable them. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev TechFi Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Configure secure passwords in SSH. I have the packet tracer file open here. On the left side, I have our work area where we'll go in and configure our devices. On the right side, I have the packet tracer activity window. Now, I don't have the word document open because there are no questions to answer. This lab is all about completing, getting 100% completion when you come down here and you check the results. And so that, that's, that's the goal of this lab. There are no questions, no charts to fill in. Here we have our devices, as you can see. When you first start up the Packet Tracer Lab, you're not going to have two green lights here. You're gonna have a green light and then an orange or amber round circle. You have to wait until that orange or amber round circle turns into a green triangle. At that point in time, port negotiations have completed. You can now go and start the lab. On to step one. Configure basic security on the router. So we're going to be working on the router. Configure an IP address. Configure IP addressing on PCA according to the table. First thing we have to do is set up our IP addressing on PCA. I'm going to come over here, click on PCA. I click on the desktop tab. We have five tabs here. Click on the desktop tab. I drag this a little bit wider so I can see everything. And click on the IP configuration. Go ahead click on it it pulls up our information pulls up our IP addresses now I'm gonna go ahead and set it according to the information here in our addressing table our IP address we're gonna set up a static address is 172.16.1.10 our subnet mask is 255 255 255.0 up there they gave us Two 255s, we have to change it to three. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. And our default gateway, need to specify that 172.16.1.1. There we go. Verify our addressing information. That all looks good. I'm going to go ahead, close the IP configuration window, and close the PCA interface. Console into router A from the terminal on PCA. So what, what we're gonna do here is you see this blue line that connects PCA to router A? That is a console connection. We can verify that if we go down here in the bottom in, in looking at the different types of categories for devices for packet tracer. If we click on this orange, red, yellow lightning bolt and then we mouse over this blue cable, the one that we have between PCA and router A, we can see that it's a console cable. And that's what they want us to do here in step 1B is to console into router A from the terminal on PCA. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up PCA again. I am on the desktop tab. And now they want us to console in. And 
Once again, when we console in, remember we use a terminal emulation program. So I'm gonna go up here, click on terminal. We look at our settings, make sure they're right. 96 M none one none. Take the default settings, click okay. And we are consoled in. We are going across this console connection. It is out of band. It is not part of our network. We're not using an IP address to connect in. We are just using this console serial line. So it is an out of band connection. Configure the host name as RTA. So I'm going to go ahead, hit enter, log in, get into privilege exec mode by typing enable. Then to set the host name, we need to be in global configuration mode. I'm going to go ahead and type config T. Notice how our prompts are changing. Once there, change the host name. The, the, the key keyword here is host name. I've got to spell it correctly. Then you put a space and whatever you put after that is our going to be our host name lab ask you to do RTA. It is case sensitive. Make sure you do all uppercase. Otherwise packet tracer is not going to score it. Go ahead and hit enter. And we've now changed our name. If you notice down here, our completion went from 9% to 11%. Step 1D, configure IP addressing on router A and enable the interface. So on router A, up here in our addressing table, we are using the gig 00 interface. Here's our IP addressing information. Let's go ahead and configure that. We are in global configuration mode. We need to go into the interface. So I type in interface or INT and then G0 slash zero. Now, as you can see, our prompt is changing. We are now in interface configuration mode. We can set our IP address. So IP space address space, and then we can enter in our information 172.16.1.1. Put a space and then our subnet mask, 3255s, 23.0. There we go. And the other thing we need to do is we need to activate that or turn that interface on. That's done by the no space shutdown command. As soon as I type that in, notice my interface has changed to up. My line protocol has changed to up. That's a good sign. That's exactly what we are hoping to get. That takes care of step 1D onto step 1E. We're going to encrypt all of our passwords here. Some passwords are stored in plain text. So if somebody sees your running config, they can see what that password is. We're gonna go ahead and encrypt that. That is done here in global configuration mode. We can tell by the command prompt. And so I need to type exit once takes us out of interface configuration mode, back to global configuration mode. And then the command here is service password dash encryption. That, encrypt, that encrypts our plain text passwords. So service space password dash encryption. There we go. And in true Cisco fashion, no news is good news. If I would have typed that in wrong, if I've been missing some more options at the end, Cisco would have let me know about it. But since I did everything correctly, it didn't say anything. On to step 1F, set the minimum password length to 10. We're gonna set up some advanced security here. We're gonna make sure that all passwords are at least 10 characters long. That command here is security password minimum length of 10. Secure it 
password min dash length and then whatever number you put is that minimum length so it needs to be at least 10 or more so go ahead and hit 10 hit enter no news is good news set a strong secret password of your choosing that's the enable secret password what i'm going to do here is i'm going to use cisco secret i have it in a word document so i'll remember it and i'm going to go ahead and set that the command here is enable space secret space and then what we want is our password capital c i s c o dollar sign three c r e t that sets my secret password to get into privilege exec mode that sets that password to cisco secret with a capital letter with a character with a number with lowercase letters and at least 10 characters long Back to that, that takes care of step 1G. Step 1H here, disable our DNS lookup. No space IP space domain dash lookup. That's for when you type in a command wrong, it wants to resolve that name. That just stops that process from happening. And once again, no news is good news. That takes care of step 1H onto step 1I. Set the domain name to ccna.com. You have to set the domain name in order to get SSH to work. It needs a domain name. And so what we're going to do here is set that domain name. There's the command IP space domain dash name. And this name is case sensitive. The domain name we're going to use is capital C, capital C, capital N, capital A.com. It is case sensitive. Next thing we're going to do is create a user of our choosing with a strong encrypted password. And here's the, here's the format for the command. Once again, we are in global configuration mode. We put the keyword of username in there. Then actually what you want to call that user. Then you put either secret or password. Password just sets the password, secret encrypts that password, and then finally what the password actually is. And so what I'm gonna use here is I'm going to my Word document. I have a username here of Cisco user, and then I have a password of Cisco password. Looking here, username, and then the actual name. So we have username space, and then what we want for our username, it's Cisco user. Capital C-I-S-C-O, capital U-S-E-R, space, and then we put secret because we wanted it to be encrypted, and then our password, capital C-I-S-C-O, capital P-A, dollar sign, dollar sign, W-0-R-D. And, of course, no news is good news. Back to our activity window. On to step 1G. Or, sorry, 1K. We're going to generate our 1024 RSK, RSA key for encryption to, in order to get our SSH running. And so, what we have to do is, in global configuration mode, put this command in. Crypto key generate RSA. So, crypto key oops, generate RSA. Then it's going to ask us a question. 
how big do you actually want your key to be? And down here, notice it, it gives us, it says we want our key to be 1024. We don't want it to be the default of 512. We want it to be 1024. Now, the reason we don't want it to be 512 bits long is that's considered unsecure nowadays. If you have enough computational power, you can crack a, uh, an encryption key that's 512 bits long. The key that's double that length, 1024, right now with current computing power in the world is considered uncrackable. And SSH version two, which most terminal emulation programs support and typically only support version two, need that 1024 key. And so right now I'm gonna go ahead and enter in 1024. I'm gonna hit enter. It's gonna generate the key. Now, if you were to do this in real life, Packet Tracer did it in a fraction of a second. If you're actually using real equipment, it will take up to maybe 10 seconds to generate that key. So if you hit enter and nothing happens right away, just have some patience, it will happen. Step 1K is done, on to step 1L. Block anyone for three minutes who fails to log in after four attempts in a two minute period. So here's our command. We're, we're looking at the login process. We're gonna block somebody for a number of seconds. Here they say we're gonna block them for three minutes. Three minutes times 60 gives us that 180. Then how many attempts are we gonna do? So we put in a option keyword here of attempts. We want four failed attempts. And so that's where our number four, and then within, so in any two minute period, two times 60, 60 seconds in a minute, gives us our 120. This is the command we now need to enter. Login space block dash four dash 180 seconds, number of attempts, which was four within a number of seconds, within two minutes or 120 seconds. And now when you, as soon as I hit that, forcing some sort of login, it's saying we have enabled SSH. At this point, SSH has been enabled. Now, the next step, what we have to do down here in step 1M is to configure our virtual terminal lines to use SSH. Even though we have it set up, now we have to tell the virtual terminals to actually use SSH instead of Telnet, the unencrypted version of SSH. Now, what we have to do is get into the line configuration for that. So that is line space VTY, virtual terminal emulators. And then once again, you have to have a range because multiple people can connect in at the same time over virtual terminals. And you have to at least set the first five. Sometimes people do all 16, zero to 15. In this exercise, we're just doing the first five and you have to do the first five. If you just do line VTY zero and only do the first one, the other four will remain without a password. And so the second person logging in doesn't need a password. So we need to make sure we put that range in there. Zero space four, our prompt has changed. We are in, now in line configuration mode. We need to change what we call the transport from Telnet to SSH. And so that command is transport space input space SSH. That changes it to using SSH instead of Telnet. And then we have to say, where is our authentication coming from? 
we are going to use login local. We're going to use that local database. What do I mean by local database? That is up here in step 1J. That is that username we created and password up here that we created. So the local database is any users on that, on that device. So login space local. And once again, any news is good news. Or sorry, no news is good news. And the last bit of security we want to set right here is if you're in privileged exec mode, we want it to time out. We want it to log you out after six minutes. And that is configured on those virtual terminal lines. And so the command here is exec dash timeout. And then the number you give it is the number of minutes that the timeout is. And the requirement here is six minutes. So I'm going to go ahead, enter six and press enter we have now set it we've done all the configurations on there last step is to save the configuration to nvram i'm going to go ahead and type exit once type exit twice gets us into privilege exec mode and then save our configuration to nvram once again saving is that copy statement so the keyword of copy and then where are we going from and so that's our running configuration. That's our settings in RAM. So running dash config. And where are we copying it to? We're copying it to that startup configuration, that startup file. When your device boots up, it's going to load that. And so startup dash config, hit enter. It's going to confirm. Do you want to call it startup dash config? Yes, we do. And if that's the correct answer, all I'm going to do is hit enter. It's going to copy it over. Once again, Packet Tracer does it in a fraction of a second. If you're working on real equipment, it may take two, three, four seconds to copy it over. That takes care of step 1.0 at this point in time. And then the last step here is to log into our server from PCA. And if we look here, what we're doing is now we're going to use the network connection. We're going in the in-band connection. We're going to go through the network, through the switch to RTA using these network cables. We're not going to use the console cable. And so I'm in the command prompt here. If we type in SSH space forward slash question mark, it lists out what it's expecting. And so what we're expecting is to type in the application name SSH space dash L and then the username once again our username we set up here in my word document is Cisco user so I'm gonna go ahead and type that in capital I or sorry capital C I S C O capital U S E R and then then the usage here is the target what device are we connecting to if we come back here it says connect into RTA where we just set up all of our security. The address for RTA from our addressing table is right here, 172.16.1.1, 172.16.1.1. Go ahead and enter. Now it's asking for our password. Once again, I got my Word document with my password here, and my password is capital C-I-S-C-O, capital P A dollar sign dollar sign w zero r d i go ahead and hit enter we are now telneted into router a we can now 
using our command prompt, using, sorry, we are SSH'd into it. We've set, went through and set up all this security and the encryption. We are now SSH. And because my prompt says RTA, the name of my device, it's just like being consoled into that. So I can, right now we are in user exec mode. That's the greater than sign. I can go ahead and type enable. Notice it's asking me for my password. Once again, my password here, my enable secret password in my Word document is capital C I S C O dollar sign three C R E T. And now I'm in privilege exec mode. I can do a show run and it shows all the features we have. We did the service password encryption. We set our security length there. We have our host name of RTA. I hit the space bar, no IP domain lookup. Our domain is set to ccna.com. Here's our interface. Notice we have our IP address on, on it. It doesn't say shut down anywhere. We have all that configured. And down here we have our virtual terminal. We set the timeout, the local, the login. That takes care of step one, all the way A through P. Step two. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Step two is configure switch one with the corresponding security measures. Refer to the configuration steps on the router if you need additional assistance. Click on S1 and select the CLI tab. As I go ahead, click on switch one here, click on our CLI tab and make the window a little bit bigger. At this point with step one completed, I am at a completion of 51% down here. Go ahead, I'm on the CLI tab. I'm gonna hit enter a couple times. There we are. It says switch, configure the host name of SW1. Get into privilege exec mode, type enable, hit enter. Global configuration mode, config T. Now we can go ahead and type host name. Host name, come on, gotta spell it right. Host, come on, name. And we're calling this SW1. There we go. That's set. Step two, C, configure IP addressing and enable the interfaces. So we are going into interface VLAN one. You scroll up here, switch VLAN one. So I'm gonna go ahead, hit enter. Notice we are now in interface configuration mode here on our switch. We can set our IP address. So I E space address space. And then right here is our information. 172.16.1.2 with a slash 24 subnet mask. 172.16.1.2 with a slash 24 or 3255s, 255.255.255.0. Cisco, no news is good news, so we did that correctly. We now need to enable the interface. We have to turn it on. Do the opposite of the shutdown command, which is no space shutdown. There we go. Our interface has now went to state up and our line protocol has now went to state up. That is what we are looking for. Takes care of, whoops, let's scroll down here. Takes care of step to C. 
on the 2D is configure the default gateway. Now on a switch, we need to configure the default gateway for our VLAN because we need to know where to route traffic from that device in order so we can remotely manage it. So when we set up our SVI or switch virtual interfaces, we have to set our default gateway in our addressing chart, our default gateway is here. But remember, a default gateway on a switch is not associated with a particular port, it's associated with the entire device. That means we need to get out of the interface configuration mode. So I'm gonna go ahead and type exit, and that brings us back into global configuration mode. Here we can set up our default gateway. That command here is IP space default dash gateway. And then the actual IP address of that 172.16.1.1. No news is good news. Takes care of step 2D. Step 2E, we're going to disable all unused ports. If we look at our topology here, we can look at our switch. We have our switch here. If I mouse over this connection right here, it says this port, this plug is into fast ethernet 01. If I mouse over this right here, this says this is in gig one. And so we have to set, shut down all fast ethernet ports besides fast ethernet one. We have to shut down all gigabit ports besides gig zero one. We're using these two ports, all the other ports we're going to shut down. The command to do that here is you have to go into the interface. Now, instead of going into each individual interface, and so you go into interface F02, do a shutdown on it, go into interface F03, do a shutdown, all the way up to F024, then you'd also do gig 02 and shut those down. We can use the range command and we can affect a range of ports all at once. And right here in global configuration mode, I can go in here and this is the command I would use. And notice F01 is not included in this range and gig01 is not included in the range. We have the high limit of our fast ethernet ports. We have 24 ports on our switch. So this is our range command. We start off with the word interface because we're dealing with the interfaces. Then we say range so it understands we're gonna give it a range of addresses. And that range starts with F01 slash two, and it goes up to port 24. So I put a dash 24 in there, and then I put a comment and I can put another range of addresses in there. Or for us right now, it's just gig zero slash two. It will do all of those interfaces at once. If I hit enter, notice our command prompt. We are in interface configuration mode, but the, the word range is in there. So we are doing a range of interfaces. We are configuring a range of interfaces that we specified up here in the previous line. Now we can just do the shutdown on that and watch what happens when I hit enter. It went through and it shut down all those ports. Fast Ethernet 2, administratively down, 3, down, 4, all the way up to 24 is administratively down and then gig ethernet 02 is administratively down. We shut down all of those ports. That takes care of step 2E, step 2F, encrypt all plain text passwords. That is our enable secret. We will be using the same password as we did for the router, but we have to get out of this interface range. So I type in exit once 
pulls us right back into global configuration mode. And the command here is enable secret, because once again, we want to encrypt it. Otherwise, if we'd use password, that password would be stored in plain text. And I also have to spell secret correctly. Space, and then I'll type our enable secret password in capital C I S C O dollar sign three C R E T. There we go. Hit enter. No news is good news again. Takes care of step 2F. On to step 2G. Set a strong secret password of your choosing. And so what we have to do here is create a user. I'm going to use the same information we did for the router. Create a username here, Cisco user. Here is our password, Cisco password with a cap couple capital letters, lowercase letters, symbols, numbers in there. And so we have user, and I'm going to hit tab just to complete it. Username, and then if I put a question mark, it tells us what we're looking for. We're looking for that username. And here it's capital C-I-S-C-O, capital U-S-E-R with no spaces in there. That is our username. I put a question mark. Here we either put password or secret. We want to encrypt it. So we type in secret, space, put another question mark in there. What we're looking for here is the type of encryption we're doing or just what the password is. We can go ahead and type in Cisco, capital C-I-S-C-O, capital P, a dollar sign dollar sign w zero r d go ahead hit enter creates that user how do i know it no news is good news from cisco come down here takes care of step 2g step 2h disable dns lookup that was no space ip space domain dash lookup there we go, disabled our DNS lookup, set the domain name to CCNA. Once again, this is case sensitive for packet tracer scoring. And so IP domain, put a question mark in there, dash name, and we want ccna.com. Be our domain name, hit enter, no news is good news. That takes care of step. 2i onto 2j, create a user. I already created the user. I did that a couple steps early. Once again, that was right here. I created our user. So I did that a couple steps early. We need to generate the key. Generate the key. That command is up here. Crypto key generate RSA. And we have to make sure we enter in our bit length of 1024. Crypto space key space generate RSA hit enter now once again we need 1024 bits for our key length 512 will not work it doesn't give us enough encryption we have to go ahead and enter in 1024 hit enter generates our key there we go configure all VTY lines to use SSH access and use the local user profiles for authentication we have to get into our line virtual terminals. And so from global configuration mode here, I type in line space VTY space. And then once again, we have to put that range in there. Take care of the first four or sorry, first five virtual terminal emulators. Go ahead, hit enter. Now it says, hey, it's SSH has been enabled. There you go. 
We now are configuring our lines, our VTY line to be specific. And so we come in here and we, we have to tell it to use SSH as our input transport for our session. That command here is transport space input space SSH. And that applies and that says that we are only going to use SSH to transfer data across our virtual terminals. Hit enter. Once again, no news is good news. Then we have to issue the local login local command. So login space local. And that tells the router to use the local users we created. That's these local users right up here. Use this user we created for logging in. And you can have multiple users there. And a good practice here is each user create them their own username. So that way you can track who made the changes in the system. And so I typed in local or login space local. I hit enter. No news is good news. There we go. Set the exact timeout to six minutes on all the VTY lines. As long as we're in here for the line configuration, we can go ahead and set that. Command here is exec dash timeout. And so you'll time out of this privileged executive mode after six minutes. So you put a space and then a six, that's the number of minutes. Go ahead and hit enter. There you go. And finally, the last step in part two here is to save our configuration. Copy, run, space, start. There we go. You could put in running dash config, startup dash config, but I just do the short version of it. Copy, run, space, start. The copy command, we're, we're taking our running configuration, our current settings in RAM, and we're copying it to the startup file that is used when your device reboots. Go ahead, hit enter. Oh, look at that. I'm in the wrong configuration mode. I am in line configuration mode. I need to back out of that one. So I type in exit. What I'm getting here is invalid input. Basically, it's not recognizing any command that starts with a C here for line configuration. I can go ahead, type in my copy space run start, hit enter. <laughs> not even in global configuration mode. I gotta exit out one more time. Copy run start from privilege exec mode. So copy run space start. There we go. They're going to say, are you sure you wanted to call it startup-config? Yes, we do, because we want it to be the file that loads in when your device boots up. If that's the correct answer, which it is, I'm just going to go ahead and hit yes, and it saves that configuration file off. At this point in time, I should be done. I'm missing something. If I look down here, my completion is 96%. It should be at 100%. What I'm going to do is click on check results. The activities results window comes up. I'm going to click on the assessment tab. I'm going to look and see where I have a red X. Red X down here is my service password encryption. I did not encrypt all my plain text passwords. I'm going to go ahead and close exit. Click on close. Close that out. And encrypt. I missed step 2F. Encrypt all plain text words. Sorry, encrypt all plain text passwords. I'm going to go ahead and click on switch one. I have our command line interface. I'm going to get into global configuration mode, type in config T. Right now, 
it is a naval secret. Nope. It's not that. To encrypt all of your plain text passwords, it's service. This is a service that's going to run on your system. And then password dash encryption. There we go. It does it. I'm going to exit out once. Now, if we look down here, we have a completion of 98%. I'm going to click on check results. Go to assessment types. Scroll down, looking for anything red. And down here is instead of up here on this switch, they use line zero to four and they're checking zero to four down here on the switch. They're using all, all 15 or sorry, all 16 virtual terminal emulation points. You have up to 16 people use virtual terminals to come in and configure that. And so what we have to do is I have to go out there and configure all 16 of those. At this point, I'm going to go ahead and click on our switch one. I have our command line here. Hit enter, get into global configuration mode, config T. I have to get into the line configuration modes, or sorry, the virtual terminal emulation. So line, space, VTY, space, and then we have to do all 16. Zero, space, 15. Once again, remember, computers start with a one, or sorry, start counting with a zero. And so zero to 15 is all 16 of those virtual terminal interfaces. Go ahead, hit enter. Configure those lines for SSH. That's what we have to do down there. That was our transport command. So transport space input space SSH. Go ahead, hit enter. No news is good news. And then we have to do a login local. Once again, force it to use these users we created on this device. Login local using our local database of users. And the last one here is we need to set the exact timeout to be six minutes on all VTY lines. Notice the verbiage up here. Configure all VTY lines and they in, in the example it says VTY zero to four. It could have been very easily zero to 15. Down here it says all. And I guess I missed that where it says all. So it should be zero to 15. That's why we missed it. But we are looking at setting our exec mode timeout to be six minutes. And the command here to do that is exec dash timeout and then space and then the number of minutes. There we go. Type in exit, exit, take me back to privilege exec mode. And down here we now have 100% completion. Click on check results. Go to the assessment tab. And if you look here, I have all green check marks all the way through my lab is complete my lab is done that was packet tracer lab 16.4.6 configure secure passwords and ssh it was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples if you like this episode and you got value out of it please click that like button give a five star rating leave a comment this all helps me bring you more great content Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. 
I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.